0: And welcome to the 13th episode of The Greatest Story Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Marky Tom, here with my wife and co-host, Heidi.
1: Hello, that's me, and we are so glad you're with us. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. We're a couple from Brisbane, Australia. Australia. And we started this podcast as a way to debrief our favourite films and TV shows and to highlight how the stories on the silver screen point us to the greatest story of the gospel.
0: Yep, and so far we've reviewed a range of genres, haven't we? Disney movies, documentaries marvel war films mm. foreign films i mean we've done it all haven't we
1: farewell parasite yeah, and even reality tv i mean even the bachelor is filled with gospel themes i wasn't too
0: sure about that one <laughs>
1: speaking of batchy bachelor in paradise is coming soon which is super exciting
0: yeah super super exciting <laughs> i can't wait for that so
1: yeah we've covered a few genres that was so sarcasm make- <laughs> by the way so make sure you catch up on previous episodes on spotify or itunes or whatever platform you listen to podcasts on
0: that's right catch up we're halfway through 2020 we're already almost july this is our june episode but what's happened in the past month Heidi?
1: Well, I finally pushed myself to develop a new hobby and I am now literally obsessed with painting landscapes. Painting. It's, it's been really fun and I feel like a whole new person. It has
0: been really interesting to see you sit still. I mm. mean, for hours. Yeah. You know, not making any noise, not dancing around the house.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of those 10 minute tutorials takes me like three hours, but it is crazy.
0: It is What crazy. have you been up yep. to? I have been spending time with my fish. I've got a fish tank now and I've been doing this thing called aquascaping. Wow. If you don't know what it is, you <laughs> have is to that? like Google it or YouTube it. It's like growing an underwater garden, essentially, a jun- jungle even for my fish to enjoy.
1: Wow, yeah. it is really random, but your tank does look amazing. It does.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, what, have, what have we been doing? What else have we been watching on watching. TV lately? Or
1: well, the thing that I'm, you know, really obsessed with right now is the American Gospel: Christ Alone documentary, which I've watched three times. Yes. it's available on Netflix or YouTube if you, you know, search it on there. Um, it basically explains the gospel of grace and how it's just really different to the prosperity gospel and I have to admit that each viewing has actually left me in tears, partly because of how amazing, you know, God's grace is. It's explained really, really clearly, but also partly because I realize how much I hate the prosperity gospel and, and honestly quite shocked by, I guess, some of the teachings that are made under the Christian banner.
0: It's a really good documentary, but can you just share what is the prosperity gospel for those who don't know?
1: Well, I think it's, you know, teachers who say that if you have right faith, it would lead to health, wealth, and happiness
0: yeah wow and you've mm. written something on it recently haven't you this I documentary have.
1: um yeah so the solar network has reached out to me to supply a review so i've written something for them and hopefully it'll be coming out very soon
0: yeah it's a must watch i do recommend it to everyone mm-hmm. as well uh, we also watched a film recently on we streamed it just mercy it's so good uh, a film about the true story of walter mcmillan who was uh framed i guess for for murder and mm-hmm. uh yeah wrongly incarcerated it was an amazing film uh good things happening especially that was free to stream on amazon prime because of the protests that we're seeing black yep. lives matter around yep. the world just uh, good
1: to hear stories that i guess you know don't make the news yeah time.
0: <laughs> we also watched our zoe's extraordinary playlist
1: so good
0: another series that you really enjoyed
1: yes and you didn't
0: well it was okay, I just guess They just kept breaking out in song every few minutes and that's Which just is the not my thing. thing
1: That is totally my heaven Anyway, we have been learning a lot about each other We've been stuck together still for three months now Straight in
0: Working from home yep. Yes,
1: COVID ISO uh, Your brain is constantly filled with problem solving And, and logical things And yours
0: <laughs> is constantly filled with songs And singing and breaking yes. out in song every few minutes
1: Yes We are. So we are very different, just like I think some of the characters in...
0: The Good Place, which we're going to review today. Woohoo! Yeah, we've been meaning to review this one for a while, but it did take us a bit of time to finish all four seasons.
1: Yes, because we kept getting sidetracked by K-dramas. But, back on track, Mikey, do you want to introduce to our listeners what The Good Place is all about? The
0: Good Place, it's on Netflix. It's a fantasy comedy, as wikipedia would call it uh send the afterlife where humans are either sent after you die to the good place or the bad place Mm -hmm. Uh, humans they're scored there's a point system throughout life and all those with the highest scores can enter the good place to enjoy eternal happiness and have every wish granted but bad people are tortured in the bad place that's essentially the premise of the show
1: mm. and there are these characters that we kind of relate to cheaty and eleanor yeah. who are really relatable right yeah
0: well i mean the main characters eleanor Shellstrop, uh played by Kristen bell everyone apparently thinks you're her doppelganger she's yep. the blonde version of you yep. but um i
1: she- can't see it but others yes. can
0: yeah well she dies in the show and is welcomed into the afterlife by michael and he's essentially a demon but he's the manager of the good place which is designed as this heaven-like utopia like an mm. elysian yep uh and there she meets other characters uh chidi jason tahani and there's janet as well she's like a being created by the makers she's a source of all information and knowledge an all-knowing being you could say
1: mm. So the four main characters, they wake up in the good place and they're all really, really different. And, you know, they come from very different parts of the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, Eleanor, she's from Arizona. She's this loudmouth blonde girl. Mm. the the soft-spoken, he's this nerdy intellectual lecturer in australia philosophy lecturer i think got jason he's a wannabe dj from florida tahani who's this rich socialite from england it's just, they're yeah, just different. Wow. yeah
1: it's really hitting me just how wide the representation yeah. is for each of these really characters diverse. Yeah. eleanor is white chidi is black jason's filipino and tahani is half indian half pakistani
0: Really That's diverse, eh? Awesome. Hey? Yeah, really different, and they end up in the good place together, and it's their story essentially. Mm-hmm. And so Eleanor, uh, the main character, she quickly realizes she was sent there by mistake. She tries really hard to hide her, her moral imperfections, you could say, and to become a better person so she can fit in in the good place, a more ethical yeah, person. You I say.
1: love that. I thought that was a really clever plot twist, and it was interesting to discover that you know all the people in the good place, you know, have their own secrets and moral failures. I just loved how, you know, in season one, Jason, he's introduced as, you know, a monk, but then he's actually a small time criminal who loves hip hop and DJing. I just thought he was hilarious. Definitely my favorite character. So random, so funny.
0: Yeah. And well, it was refreshing, wasn't it? Just to see an Asian character who wasn't just nerdy and geeky, uh, like most are depicted. Uh, But (laughs) I mean, I couldn't really relate to him. I was actually relating more with Chidi. He's the guy who's just overthinking every decision to the point mm. of death. I mean, that's that's me to a T. The
1: philosophy guy.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't think that deeply.
1: <laughs> so he's, yeah, he was a total opposite of Eleanor, who I also loved. She was, you know, loud, crazy, extrovert, wildly spontaneous. Yeah, what
0: the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? So that's just so the, line it from the becomes
1: show. Yeah, it becomes really obvious, you know, over time that these characters, you know, they're actually not quite fit for the good place and that these four humans have actually been chosen by Michael to be placed in an experimental bad place to be tortured emotionally and psychologically for all of eternity. Yeah,
0: which is revealed early on, so it's not too much of a spoiler. Yeah, it's not a spoiler. So, I mean the the development of these characters, I mean going to the good place That's their goal. It's a goal for these four humans after death. Uh, What do you think then, Heidi, was, I guess, a question or or a theme that comes up in this series?
1: Yeah, I think what the show was really asking is whether humans are capable of moral improvement by their own efforts. What do you reckon?
0: There's that. I think it also asks, what is the measure of goodness and morality? Like, Mm. who gets to decide who enters a good place? is it some sort of supreme judge
1: Mm, interesting and i think the last season especially seems to i guess beg the question of what makes heaven heaven
0: the good place heaven yeah Yeah,
1: like who or what could possibly satisfy or bring happiness to humans for all eternity what
0: makes it good yeah so there are these three big questions can we go to the good place can we go to the good place by our own moral good Mm -hmm. who decides what moral good is and what makes heaven the good place do you want to I mean, have a stab at how, you know, how the gospel answers some of these questions.
1: Well, I think let's start with the first one. Are humans capable of moral improvement? I think the Bible says a lot about this topic. Humans are definitely capable, I think, of change and improvement over time. But all that we do is going to be tainted by our sinful natures. And so they're, you know, the characters in the fake good place because of their selfishness, their pride, their jealousy, and they realize that people are judged based on a scoring system. So no one can actually enter the good place because no one will ever score enough points. Well, really? that's
0: really fascinating because that actually echoes what the Bible says too, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, in one sense. I mean, we will never be good enough for the good place. But what the show gets wrong is that there is no purgatory or a place where you can, you know, redeem yourself over time. Once you're
0: bad, you're bad.
1: Yes, exactly. So no matter how hard we try to be perfect, human nature is always going to be filled with flaws and inconsistencies. And, you know, before a holy, perfect God or judge, no one is then righteous. Even in the good place, you see the characters, you know, they act out of jealousy and pride. Um, In their attempt to redeem themselves, they're still driven by their own selfish wants and desires. And they'll never meet, I guess, God's level of holiness by their own merits.
0: And there's a Bible verse about that, right?
1: Yeah, and I think this is the premise for the words in Romans 3. You know, no one is righteous, there is no one good, not even one. And, you know, the only good person who has ever existed is Jesus Christ, the very incarnation of a holy God. And so I think he gets to set the standard of what is moral and ethical. And so compared to him, all humans are bad. But the good news of the gospel is that Jesus was good for us so that in his righteousness is credited to us. We don't have to actually do more or be better in order to get to the good place. God doesn't give us, you know, impossible standards to live by because we are now saved by grace through faith in the one who is perfectly good.
0: Right. You're saying that we can't morally improve on our own, even if we had eternity to do so. Mm. We still need Jesus's righteousness in our place.
1: That's right. Because we are, I guess, naturally tainted by sin. It's our sinful nature that... Mm. You know, doesn't allow us to be good enough. And Mm. so Jesus was perfect on our behalf. And then he died the death that we deserve so that we could be made good before God.
0: I guess that ties into our second question. God is the one who defines for us what good is, right? Jesus is that Mm, uh, standard of good. It's
1: a standard, yeah. I
0: find it so interesting because the show through its Western lens, you could say, it tries to define what is good and bad for us so michael the 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 demon the the one in charge he becomes a good demon he wants Mm, to help humans and helping one another is seen as a good trait trying to discover the flaws and fix the system is seen as a good trait helping Mm. each other work through their past lives it's a good trait but honestly all the standards that they put in the show and they promote it's really influenced by culture isn't it it's Influenced by the time and day and, and differing values, mm-hmm. you know, and they always differ throughout time, don't they? Yes. I mean, if, sure. you, if you carefully watch the actions of Eleanor Shellstrop too, the, the main character, many of her actions are still going to be selfish. They're going to be done out of her own desire for comfort and pleasure or love, no matter what they think good looks like. You know, I mean, come on, patience in learning philosophy with Chidi, that doesn't make you a better person, Eleanor, let's be honest. That's true. But Christians believe in a creator God who is sovereign. He defines, he calls the shots, he dictates what is good and what is not good. And good is his standard of holiness, which is comes from him.
1: Mm. So are you saying that, you know, Hollywood may sometimes try to define what makes us good so that we can be good enough to finally enter the good place? Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think so. And Christianity tells us something completely different. There is a God who defines good for us. Mm, the creator yeah. God who gives us the ability, he's outside of us to to, you know, the one who created us to even consider morality and what good could be and what bad could be, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: even if we can't live up to them perfectly. And so you got in the Bible, like the the Ten Commandments, they're given given to us so that we can understand the holiness of God and the the sinfulness of man. God knows that humans are going to be incapable of keeping the law to a T, though, Mm. which is why throughout history and in history, he made a sovereign plan, the redemption plan, through Jesus. Jesus had to come to rescue us, to redeem us, Jesus was the one who followed the law to the T. He was good enough so that sinners could be good enough for the good place. He was punished so that we could enter the good place.
1: Yeah. And I I think that truth always humbles me. It blows my mind because I think it was R.C. Sproul who once said, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? Mm. Well, it only actually happened once and he volunteered. And so... Jesus, who was perfectly good and was deserving of good, actually was the one who entered the bad place on the sinner's behalf. And so, what do you think of my third question about heaven and whether there is anything in this world that can possibly satisfy us for eternity? Because I guess eternity is a really long time.
0: Yeah, and so I guess it tries to answer the question of what heaven looks like in the show. Uh, it, if you do manage to get to the end, there's this, I guess, a depiction of the good place. It's this perfect utopia. You can have every pleasure, every good thing in the world. Uh, again, every one of your desires met at any given moment. Right? Mm. And, I mean, for me, as soon as you, know, you see that, it just plays into the human heart again of pride, entitlement, and self-centeredness, doesn't it? Yes. Um, but interestingly, what you'll discover is that the good place, this heaven that they've created in the show, uh, although it might be good by their standards... They get what they want. It's still a place where there's going to be a a deep dissatisfaction, even a boredom that comes out of it.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. And, you know, Eleanor, she gets to have, you know, all the people that she loves around her in the good place. But, you know, you see that they all have to say goodbyes at some point because even in an eternal good place, according to Hollywood, loving relationships can't truly and ultimately Satisfy. Hmm. Now I'm someone who is very relational, and so I guess heaven for me is going to be a place of loving relationships that I get to enjoy forever. Yeah, it's like that song. Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. They say in heaven, love comes first. Love
0: comes first. In I love, didn't know that were the lyrics. yeah love
1: comes first in right. heaven according to the song artist. And so for me, I agree, heaven is meant to be a place of love, but the show really pushes me to consider whether human love is enough to satisfy me for eternity. Because let's be honest, human relationships can suck.
0: Right, (laughs) they can. And so I think the good news of the gospel is that we can trust that heaven will be a place where there Mm. will be no more tears, there'll be no more pain, there'll be no more death. Revelations 21 verse 4 tells us that in the Bible, that God will wipe away every tear. But more than that, I think the satisfaction goes beyond even just loving relationships. It's the eternal satisfaction we'll have in the presence of God himself. Mm. You know, I think Michael seems like the the God figure in the show, the the fun guy to hang out with for eternity. But God is going to be so much better. I mean, for the Christian, heaven is a place where God is with his people. We get, we get to see him, we get to hear him, we get to touch him, we get, we get to be with the source of every good thing, loving, glorious thing that we've experienced in this world. Mm. We get to be with the creator of all those good things. you know. And that will give us a joy, a satisfaction, because God created the world that we enjoy now. Imagine so, being with the creator himself,
1: how yeah, much more
0: amazing would that be?
1: So true. And I think I like to think of God as being you know, the giver of every good gift. Um, that we get to enjoy in this lifetime. And so for me, I love the gift of you know art and music, but it points me to something greater. And I think C.S. Lewis puts it really eloquently in this you know really great quote that I really love, and I'm gonna read it to you. For art and music are not the thing in itself. They are only the scent of a flower we have not found, the echo of a tune we have not heard, news from a country we have never visited. If we think that there's you know, beauty in this world that's mm. worth celebrating, we can trust that heaven is going to be even more glorious and beautiful and it will certainly never be boring.
0: Right, so you're saying everything we get to appreciate now is just a shadow, isn't it? It's yes. really just a taste of something greater to come.
1: That's right. And
0: we get to have that greater for eternity. That's so good. I'm reminded of Psalm 16, actually, in verse 11. It's one of my favorite verses. It says, You make known to me the path of life, you will fill me with joy in your presence, and eternal pleasures are at your right hand. Mm. You know that's that's what I'm looking forward that's to. So comforting. The, the eternal pleasures are at God's right hand in His presence uh, for eternity. You know, mm-hmm. and I think of the 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 gifts I enjoy now. I mean, my favorite food, KFC, for example. I get to enjoy that experience. I guess <laughs> for eternity, I might not eat, be eating KFC. I might be eating something better, but it's the God who created KFC. For me to enjoy I get to be with him yeah how good is that even
1: more amazing I mean I can't really fathom or imagine (laughs) it right now but I trust that it'll be good I think for me heaven is going to be even more amazing than flash mobs and dogs and animals and
0: I'm sure you get to enjoy them, but you know you get to be with God, which is even yeah, greater. which is even going to be. Better.
1: I can't imagine, but I'm sure it's going to be amazing.
0: Right, that's right, because <laughs> God is there uh, and the source of all good love. You know, love and satisfaction. That's right. And you know what? I think the show really touches upon what hell looks like too. I mean, that's a question mm-hmm. we didn't really answer. Yeah, sure. Um, but if the Bible does say heaven's a place with with God, then hell we need to understand is a place without god. Mm. I know Hollywood wants to talk about hell as if it's some place of fire and brimstone with a you know a devil with horns and a pitchfork but really essentially it's a place without goodness, love, without god. Mm.
1: That's so true. And I do agree with you. I think there's like a lot of misunderstanding around, you know, what hell is, but yeah, it's, I think, an essentially a place where there is no relationship with God. Again,
0: yeah, relationships, Um, you know, that's so so, important. Yeah.
1: The consequence of of sin is actually a broken relationship with God. And so when we have offended him, either with active rebellion or passive apathy, um, the relationship is broken and it needs to be restored. The good news is that Jesus does restore us to God if we have placed, I guess, our faith in him.
0: Mm, I'm really looking forward to the real good place, the true good place where we Mm. get to be with God. Uh, What would you rate then this show, The Good Place?
1: Uh, I thought the storyline was very, very clever. And it definitely opened up a lot of questions that needed answering. It made me think quite deeply about spirituality. Um, So, And I do love the characters. I thought they were really brilliant and they mesh really well and very funny. So I'll give it a rating of 7 out of 10.
0: Yeah, okay. I was really excited when it first came out because one of the producers was Michael Schur. He produced other great shows like the office or parks and rec as wow. well side so friends in Bang sydney it. telling us you know to watch the good place it looks really interesting mm-hmm. but it was okay for the first season i would give it six and a half out of ten Ooh. altogether it was really witty though like they had a lot of uh clever lines about what humanity's like yes. and how it
1: was yes. the st- Very clever. in a sense the
0: stupidity of humanity and i think that really just draws out more about the sin i guess of mm. humanity i think it was really um, clear that humans aren't good mm-hmm. naturally and i think that's something that really echoes what the bible's saying and i really appreciated that hollywood was willing to take a stab at what the good place could look like so Mm, i mean six and a half is still okay
1: yep for sure so we're going to end with a brand new segment that we would like to introduce to this podcast it's going to be called for now top three of all time
0: right top threes
1: so because we You know consider the good place a sitcom we're going to personally share our top three sitcoms of all time so we have prepared this ahead of time but we haven't shared with each other our answers so let's start with what's in third place mike mikey you go first
0: right i would say can i just give you all three
1: no it needs to be one at a time all right
0: the third one would have to be parks and recreation
1: (laughs) that one's really good though
0: (laughs) I liked Parks and Recreation. There's only three I can choose from. (laughs) Parks and Rec goes to number three. Favorite
1: character from Parks and Rec?
0: Uh, Andy Dwyer.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay, he makes it. I mean, Chris Pratt
0: made himself in that. True,
1: true. Yeah. What about you? I would have to say Scrubs. It is a bit older, but I just... Found it hilarious. JD and Turk have the best friendship of all time.
0: Yeah, they they invented what bromance, you know. Guy
1: love, that's what it is. Yeah,
0: that's right. (laughs) Bromance.
1: (laughs) What's your second favorite?
0: Second favorite will have to be Friends, I think. Mm. I love Friends, you know, Joey Tribbiani, Chandler Bing. You know, they were some of my favorite characters growing up. I'm a nineties kid, after all, Seinfeld, all that stuff. The Simpsons, come on.
1: True, everybody loves The Simpsons. What's
0: your favourite, your second favourite?
1: Second favourite will have to be Parks and Rec, because Leslie Nope is hilarious. Everything she does is just so funny. And then you contrast that with Ron Swanson, who has absolutely mm, no passion, no hair. facial expressions. Yeah. Perfect combo.
0: Yeah, it was a really good show, hey? Mm-hmm. Number one?
1: It will have to be, for me, The Office
0: the office us that's my favorite
1: that can't be your favorite it's my favorite
0: no you can't have mine
1: (laughs) okay i love
0: michael scott i love jim Halpert. i love pam i love karen
1: i love all of them too but it's okay we can both love the office us version
0: yeah but let's just quickly share
1: why we think it's the best sitcom of all time
0: well i just think it's highly inappropriate and (laughs) hilarious at the same time like it's just so cringeworthy that you just can't believe
1: It's actually laugh out loud funny. Yeah. And they do tackle a lot of like topics that I think, you know, our current climate would never even dare to go near.
0: Totally (laughs) politically incorrect. You'd say yes. Yes, yes. It's so inappropriate. It would get slammed if it was on TV today, but at the same time, you know, for the, for the sake of comedy, it's hilarious. Michael Scott is hilarious. There's that romance between Jim and Pam. There's Dwight. Who's just, just funny so Uh, funny it's just so so good odd but so funny so definitely 10 out of 10 for the office i'd say or at least 9.5 um that's really high i think
1: yeah i mean we're binging it because we've got the stand free trial
0: yeah that's right anyways that's it for us today (laughs) uh we can't wait to share with you again next month on the greatest story podcast until then make sure you rate review subscribe if you haven't already but until then we will see you next time see ya Bye. bye